0: Hi, friends. Hello. Hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry With The Podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be a good fucking episode. Like, I'm not trying to be a cocky bitch, but I'm telling you right now, I just know the shit's going to be good. I I think I even, like, psyched myself out because I started to be like, I, I don't know, should I do the episode? Do I have the energy? Like, am I ready? Because I know the shit's going to be good. This episode has all the things that we love about me. Bachelorette party, bravo drama. Very embarrassing Ashley story. Like the top tier of an Ashley story in front of a a man is what we have today. It's chefs kissing everywhere. They're all over the place. All the chefs are making out. Like I'm so, I'm so thrilled. And I was like, no, you gotta do it Monday because the otter's coming over on Tuesday. And we need this episode to come out on Wednesday. Like the people deserve to hear what a fucking mess I am. I'd like to start by saying that I could not stop snoring on any of my flights this weekend, so I'm canceled. I kept waking myself up to my snoring, and that's horrifyingly embarrassing. Unfortunately for me, but fortunately for the content of the podcast, that's not the most embarrassing thing that happened to me in the last couple days, but it was worth mentioning. I also would like to say that I fuck with the Southwest snacks. And I don't know if you've flown Southwest as of recent. Um, Listen, I understand. I also loved the honey roasted peanuts that were the top tier of flying Southwest Airlines. But the problem is is that people are allergic to peanuts, you know, and... That's a big deal to the world. So we got rid of the peanuts. And then, you know, everyone kind of just gives you the pretzels and you're like, all right, whatever. Or I think I don't remember who it is. I kind of wanted to say it's United gives you this weird waffle thing. And I'm like, no. Now, the Southwest Airlines, they give you a snack mix, which is elite. It's like the Cheez-It Party mix. If you haven't had the Cheez-It Party mix, you are missing out. And I need you to know right now that you're living life wrong. And the only thing that's missing, so this is my message to you, dear Southwest Airlines, hi, my name is Ashley Sleek and I'm obsessed with your um, your mix, uh, your snack mix that you serve on your airplane. However, if you are going to go and imitate the party mix from Cheez-It, which you're doing a pretty good job, you're missing those weird little white balls. Like um, <laughs> you're missing the weird white balls that come in the mix. And I don't know why I'm doing the hand motions that I'm doing. So this video clip will obviously end up somewhere. But um, yeah, you're missing the white balls. So if I could just say that and move on. Anyways, I just talked about flying. I didn't tell anyone where I went. But if you're loyalist to the podcast and you listened last week, then you know my ass was in New Orleans. If you're new, hi, hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm a mess. We love it. That's pretty much what this is here. So I flew to New Orleans for a bachelorette party for my girl, Gabby, friend of the podcast. Her and her fiance Rich, were the star of last week's episode, which was very fitting. And it was a blast in a glass. Got a shout out. You know me, okay? I like to give credit where credit is due, especially to a maid of honor. And I have to say that this bachelorette party was perfectly planned, and let me explain why. The thing is about bachelorette parties is sometimes there's two extremes. You either plan nothing or you try to plan everything and you need a sweet spot. You need a sweet spot. You need activities, but you also need scheduled walking around downtime of like especially when you're going to a destination. Somewhere like New Orleans, you know, there's just life there. So you know, walking around during the day, popping into little shops like that's just fun to do. And I felt like this had the perfect balance of activities and walking around and it was just so fun. And Jenna did a fabulous job. Um, I am obsessed. So credit where credit's due. She deserves all the hype. And I'm not just saying that because she's my best friend. I'm saying it because facts. And uh, anyway, so I took all these notes throughout the weekend of things that I was hoping I wouldn't forget. And (laughs) they're on point. I told the otter, I was like, I took notes for the podcast and I took notes to tell you things because I was so excited to talk to him. And if you're throwing up, I'm throwing up. Okay, accept it. Accept it she is obsessed with this man and you're just going to have to let it happen. And I almost guarantee that by the end of this podcast episode, you will also be obsessed with him because the story of a lifetime. Okay, but that's for later. Let's talk about the bachelorette party. Okay, so first of all, I know that um, if you all have been listening to this podcast for a long time or following me for a long time, you might be like, Ashley, you literally used to host Vanna Pump Rules podcast with your sister are you going to talk about the drama? No shit, obviously. Like, this is my dream come true. And let me just tell you, the peak for me of the bachelorette party is the fact that we had a Bravo themed bachelorette party and like the highest level of Bravo drama dropped. Like, we haven't seen this level of juicy tea since Stassi, Kristen and Jax. And it's like, I it processing it was just, it was just too much. OK, it was like. You're we're out on the dance floor like I'm painting the scene for you, but I'm not going to get into it yet. I'm just I just have to start here painting the scene. We're on the dance floor at the club and the day club bar. I don't know what constituted club anymore. But to me, it was and we were dancing and suddenly it was like the world stopped. The phone's being shown. Tom Sandoval cheated on Ariana with Raquel and we're like, no way James Kenney post, whatever, a teaser for what's next. So Vanderpump Rules is going to come after this. I just want you not to be disappointed to think that I'm not going to talk about it. And if you're like, I've heard so much about this. I understand. I get it, but also you haven't heard it from me. And so it's different. OK, so anyways, first of all, I flew in Southwest, had my snacks. The otter dropped me off at the airport. I actually didn't realize this. This is very sad. But I think this is the first man to ever drop me off at the airport. That's not my dad. And if you're thinking, Ashley, you dated Jimmy for five years. Yes. And let that sink in. I'm looking back on it very hard and I'm trying to remember. And I genuinely like cannot remember a time that Jimmy dropped me off at the airport. Like I really and I and there might be some of you who have receipts and proof. I would love to know. But I know that like if we flew together, we drove together. But I feel like my dad or I always drove me to the airport like I have no recollec- recollection of him ever driving me to the airport. And then I wasn't even with Scotland long enough for that. But I was like, oh, no, not this being not me going my whole life without a man bringing me to the airport. And it was everything I could have dreamed of. I w- it truly was. Which is just a cute boy driving me to the airport and kissing me goodbye. That's all I really needed. And that's what happened. And what a fun journey. Anyways, enough about him. We'll get to him later. So I get to the airport, whatever. Obviously, we know I get there early. I get my 5 a.m. mimosa. And, you know, I'm in the group chat with the girlies. And, um, you know, Kimmy's like, it was too early. You know, I was going to get a mimosa, but it was too early. And I sent her a picture and I was like, yes, it's never too early for me. I'm already drinking. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, so, you know, I get on my flight and there's a bachelorette there and I'm like, oh my God, how fun. And by the way, this is my first time having a layover or like a plane exchange or like whatever you call it. I, I said, this is my first layover to someone and they looked at me like I was crazy. So I don't know if that's the terminology or not, but I'm a, I'm a flight princess. I don't fly far enough to have exchanging planes and I fly direct and I don't know how to do this. So I was very stressed out, but luckily my second flight got delayed. Luckily, not luckily, but like in the way where I was gonna have more time, because like she was stressed. So, anywho, on my first flight, there was a bride, because I was flying into um Austin, Texas, and the flight attendant had us write little notes on napkins for her. And I was like, oh, what it what a time to flex my abilities. So I wrote to her. Um, I'm going right off memory. So I, I don't know. I was mom mimosa in, but I believe I said to her, I was like, hi girl, I'm a 12 time bridesmaid. So let's me give you, let me give you a little advice that like, I think is going to help you. First of all, let me just tell you to enjoy your day. All those little things that you're stressed about. I promise nobody is going to remember except for you. So just let it go. Number two, um, whatever you do. Oh my God. Now I'm forgetting what I said. Isn't that so annoying? That's what happens when you've had 12 concussions and you had one mimosa. Fuck. I gave her like a second piece of advice about like the girlies. Oh, yeah, sorry. I said, please don't forget to feed your bridesmaids. (laughs) That is my number one piece of advice. I think that's what I said. I'm going to go back. I took a picture of it so I'd remember. But oh, no, this was it. I said, don't forget to feed your bridesmaids and make sure that you have a cute bottle of champagne for pictures while you're getting ready. And then I said in parentheses, that is, if you drink like me, not sure. But you're going to Austin, Texas for your bachelorette party. So it kind of leads me to believe that you're a partier. Also, I heard your bridal party, a bunch of woo girls is my kind of favorite my favorite kind of bitches back there. So isn't that so cute, though? Like, is that not like the cutest thing in the whole world? They all wrote like we all wrote little notes. And there's people who were like, no, don't give me a napkin. I was like, boo. Um, but I was like, give me 12. But it was I thought that was super cute. So I fly in, I land, I make it, by the way, to my other flight. All good. She's she's learning how to be an airport girly. I arrive and, you know, we're decorating the room, which I love. Jenna got amazing decorations. They were like Mardi Gras themed. It said um, beads, booze and I do's, which was so cute. And it had like the green and purple and 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 gold and super, just super cute, love the vibes. And then Gabby got to the room. We got to say hi, give some hugs. Change got ready, went out to get some dinner and some drinks. And you know, we were just going to have a casual first night. But you know what happens on a casual, good, well-intended first night? You walk by a bar, a guy pops out, and he was like, hey, free bottle of champagne if you come in here. Like, what's a group of bitches to do? Say no to a free bottle of champagne? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we go in and guess what? Champagne might have been a code word for tequila. I don't know what really happened, but all I heard was free bottle of champagne, and suddenly we had a free bottle of tequila. And you know, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about that. I wasn't drinking tequila because listen, Smashley was not was making small appearances throughout the weekend, but we didn't need her on night one. She needed to be tamed. So I uh, you know, I was just vibing and dancing dancing and like I just it was it was so fun and then I thought that we were gonna have to sneak the bottle tequila out so I was already putting my jacket on sneaking the bottle in and then the girl was like oh you can take the bottle with you and I was like slowly as she said that I just pulled it out of my jacket and put it on the table like oops um hi my bad uh (laughs) and it was it was really fun it was just a great uh, first night out and the vibes were immaculate. The dancing was on point. The energy was high. And let me tell you something, like my energy, like, I will say my energy at a bachelorette is unmatched. Obviously, you know, I can like, I can turn that shit up. But first night, I'm usually like, yeah, 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 I'll mellow it out. But I was like, no, I'm ready. Like, let's fucking do this. So then, um, we went back and then some of the other girls arrived and, you know, I went to bed. I promised to shake my ass the next day. Uh, and don't worry, I did. And then, so the next morning we had a brunch, but first I love this idea. So Gabby put together a PowerPoint presentation with like facts on all of us, like all of the girls that were there. And I was like, that's so smart and like such a fun way to like get to know each other. So obviously I'm going to read you mine because I'm a narcissist and this is my podcast. First of all, Gabby picked this amazing photo of me from her sister's bachelorette party where, you know, we went to a drag brunch and... Listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you want to meet Smashley, you take her to brunch. You don't take Smashley to the clubs anymore. She's 30 years old. But if you if you want to meet Smashley, let's go to Bottomless Mimosa Brunch. So this was Bottomless Samosa Brunch Day of Jenna's, uh, you know, bachelorette party, which if you heard that episode, you know, hello. She was there. She's ready to party. So at one point, I just like decided to take Jenna's tiara and wear it around because, you know... <laughs> how do I make this about me? And so I was wearing the tiara. I was drinking my beer as a happy girl. And then here are the facts that Gabby wrote about me. Everybody got three facts. Mine were uh, probably has been in more weddings than you. Facts. Um, Guinness and Paquito's, one of Guinness and Paquito's favorite babysitters. Those are Jenna's parents' dogs. And that's also on facts. I did notice that she left out jenna's dog luna i have dog sat luna before and i meant to ask her if luna was left out because the time that i dog sat all three of them somebody and i'm not saying who it was amongst the three dogs but somebody decided to pee and poop in every single room in the house upstairs and i did not realize this until the last day I was dog sitting. And I did. I will say this. I My sister brought me over her like cleaner, you know, for the carpet. And I did try really hard to clean it. And I don't think that I I did. And so um, I don't know if that's why maybe Luna was left off the list, because maybe I'm not Luna's favorite um, dog sitter. Um, but that is my working theory right now. Or if maybe it's because, you know, she's also uh, Luna's auntie and maybe she didn't want to, you know, throw competition into the ring. Um, but anyways, my favorite my favorite fact. And if you know me for if you talk to me for at least two hours i feel like you'll know this to be true would petition to give ale house a a michelin star and if you are new here or have somehow managed to be friends with me and i have not brought up the ale house the ale house is a restaurant in livermore that i am fucking obsessed with and this was my absolute favorite thing that i've ever seen in my life because it's so true I just believe in my heart of hearts that Ale House is the best restaurant in the world. And I know you're like, there's Italy. And I'm like, I hear you, but I don't care. Ale House is a burger joint. It has it's home to the Ale House original. My order there is the Ale House original with American cheese, no veggies, side of fries, beer batter, obviously, with a side of ranch. And that is my order, but also I've had to expand over the years because the thing about the Ale House original is that obviously it makes me sick because all good things do. So every once in a while I have to switch it up and sometimes I will get the chicken tenders. They are delicious. I love them with the beer batter fries and the honey mustard. Or if I've eaten at the Ale House too many times, which does happen, I will get the house salad minus the onions and the cabbage with um grilled chicken and the honey mustard. And like even my skinny bitch order is fucking immaculate at the L House. And then, you know, I wash it down with whatever beer they have at the moment that I like. There's a rotating set and it's just the best restaurant in the world. And I don't, I'm, nobody will ever be able to convince me different. And if you don't know this, I, uh, about the Otter, he um also knows about Livermore and he does not feel that... The L House is the best restaurant in the world. And I'm I'm not quite sure what that means for us. But he said that he got cold fries there once. And I said that, obviously, you did that. Like, you must have pissed somebody off because there's no way. And then he was like, isn't it a bad restaurant if they are giving fries to people, cold fries to people based off, you know, how they act? And I was like, no, no. There's just nothing you can say to me. They give you a Tootsie Pop. They give you a Tootsie Pop with every order. A Tootsie Pop. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does the fucking Ritz-Carlton get you a Tootsie Pop? The Ritz-Carlton is a hotel. So I don't know what the restaurant I'm thinking is. But like I'm telling you it's not. And Olive Garden, when you're here, your family my ass Because I'm family at the Yale House. I know, I know most of the servers. At least I know what they look like. And I don't know if they know me, but I love them. And um, anyways, I will do an entire TED Talk on why Alehouse should give a Michelin star. But there's so much to talk about that that's it. So anyways, we decided to go to <laughs> So then we went to brunch and it was really fun. It was like a buffet brunch, which is such a vibe. And it's so funny because sometimes I forget that brunch is also lunch. And so they had like lunch food. And I was like, what's happening? And by lunch food, I mean, we're in New Orleans. So there was like crawdads and like fish everywhere. I um, I had some mashed potatoes and what was it? I had mashed potatoes and bacon. And honestly, it was such a vibe. And then I saw a girl with a biscuit and I was like, where the fuck did that bitch get that biscuit? And then I went and got biscuits and cornbread And it was so fucking delicious. I was such a happy girl. And uh, then, you know, we we went out. We did a couple bar hops. And listen, the bride was supposed to make it all day. And I will not apologize for my actions in contributing to the fact that she did not. But we were at a bar and they had jello shots. They had jello shots that came in a syringe. And she's a nurse. So I don't understand what you want from me. You want me to not buy her? The jello shot that comes in a syringe she's a nurse that's hilarious she should have this jello shot she's the bride so i don't know maybe i shouldn't give have given her the jello shot but like i'd stand by my decision okay and she took it like a champ and you know it, it's fine so <laughs> she's still alive okay so anyways um we did so i also made her a checklist so it's one of my favorite things to do at bachelorette parties. And I, at my very first one as a maid of honor, I made one of these checklists. And basically, you know, she wears it as like a, this big necklace, big list there, and it's got fun things on there like, you know, find another rich, which honestly I thought was going to take a while. But we did manage to find one, like take a picture with the bride, which I think she stepped up her shit on this one because she found like an actual bride, like someone got married in New Orleans and was running around. I was like, that's a chef's kiss across the board. Like, uh, you know, sex advice from a stranger. She found a couple of lesbians and got a double lesbians who had just got married. So she checked off like a couple ones with them. She had already taken a picture with another bride, but she got a nice solid pair of lesbian sex advice and like hello winning um and then you know of course there is the iconic bj shot which that i will go later i go i have taken my notes in order of the day so that's how we will go um, so anyways, that, that was at Pat O'Brien's, home of the famous hurricane, which Ashley did not drink one of because historically in 2019, when I went to my friend's Aaron's bachelorette party, I drank a hurricane. And the next day I was at the airport throwing up and crying, complaining to Jimmy because I thought I was dying because I thought I was throwing up blood. But in reality, it was a hurricane. So you know what? We skipped that. So um, I'm was this Saturday or was this Friday? No, this was Friday. OK, so anyways, um, we were doing the checklist. We're, we're roaming around. Then we go to the bar with a Jello shot. So I am a little bit out of line on that one. That is when we, um, you know, found out about the Vanderpump Rules drama, which was iconic. So then uh, we were supposed to go on this walking cocktail tour, which was sounded very fun, very exciting. And so we go back to the hotel. Um, we get changed. I pop on the phone with an otter for the for a quick minute, and Jenna's calling me, and I'm like, I gotta go. Maid of Honor is calling me. She's like, "Hey, so um Gabby is asleep and won't get out of bed." I'm like, "Say less. I got this. I will come I will come rally her up." So we go upstairs, me and her high school best friend Bree, which was so fun because you know I'm Jenna's high school best friend. So it was like, "You've got the duo. We're ready to do this." And so I'm in there convincing her ass to get out of bed. And I'm like, "Listen, if you continue to drag me out, to go to the good time fucking tavern in Livermore, which listen, if you're from Livermore, you know what I'm talking about. And you also know how good the Yale house is. But like, you know, if you are not from Livermore, the good time tavern is just the diviest bar in Livermore. And I always refuse to go there. And yet somehow she gets me there and rich. And I'm like, if I continue to have to go to the good time tavern every five seconds, then your ass can go on the cocktail tour. And she has an obsession like no one I've ever seen with the song Judas by Lady Gaga. And so I played it for her. She was dancing in bed. I was like, come on. I got her up. I got one shoe on. And then she looked at me and she's like, "I no. She's like, just go on the cocktail tour without me. I want to make it to dinner. And then her cousin Kimmy comes in and she's like, just let her sleep. And I'm like, OK, listen, I got her up in one shoe on. So that's an accomplishment. So I tell her, listen, I'm gonna be back here. Bree and I are gonna come back at six o'clock. We're gonna get you out of bed, we're gonna go on the cocktail tour, and we're gonna get we're gonna go to dinner. Like, you know, whatever. So deals made, the rest of us go on the cocktail tour, which was incredible. Cause my favorite part is that Jenna just kept telling everybody that we lost the bride. And, um, which is, you know, we did lose her to sleep, but we didn't like physically lose her. Like this wasn't the hangover situation. So, you know, she's like, we lost the bride. And then everyone's like, what? And then she texted her mom that and was like, oh wait, no, sorry. She's just not drinking with us. I'm like, Jenna, you're going to give your mom a goddamn hernia. Like you can't tell people that. So anyways, I did go back and get her. And this was like the funniest thing was I'm in the elevator with Bree and she's like, do you think Gabby's up? I'm like, I trust her. I trust her. I think she I think she's up. I believe in her. You know, she's probably getting ready. We're going to go in. No, this little bitch is all wrapped like a nice, beautiful tortilla in the bed. I'm like, get the fuck out of bed, bitch. So then I lay in there. You know, we talk Vanderpump drama and I'm like, come on, we got like. We got to rally and get out of bed. Like, listen to all the good shit that happened today. Like, we deserve to have dinner, you know? And she's like, we're laughing, whatever. And then finally, I'm like, bitch, get up. And she gets up. So we're like, good. She also fucking slayed. By the way, when I roll out of my deathbed, I look like a potato sack. Like, if a mop were to wear a potato sack, that's what I look like. This bitch fucking rolls out of bed, puts on the sexiest outfit I've ever seen, a little a little like um, crop top sparkle with a sparkly white pant looking like a million fucking bucks. And she's like, oh, I don't know how. Like, are you fu- I like, I've been dressed all fucking day. And I put work into this and I didn't nap once. And I look like a fucking gremlin. And this bitch rolls out of bed looking amazing. But whatever, she's the bride. She deserves it. I'll let it go. So I get her to dinner. We go to dinner. It was a great time. Um, you know, it was it was really fun. Uh, we, you know, ended up heading back home after to the hotel, having some drinks, um, playing some games, having a good time. I loved it. So then the next day, Saturday, um, was really fun. I This is where I ended up getting a little tipsy. A little tipsy. The whole time I was drinking, but I was like coasting. I never felt like too drunk or whatever. And um, it was fine. But then, you know, I think it started at our brunch. I decided I wanted two pineapple mimosas because pineapple juice was just tasting good to me. And I was like, let's they're like mimosa to go. I said mimosa to go. Let's go. So then I was a little tipsy. And, you know, Gabby only had a few things left on her bar checklist. And one of them was the BJ shot. So I was popping around trying to find me a a BJ shot for her. And that turned into me just running into a bar and saying, do you do BJs? So that was fun. Sorry, dad, for that one. Um, And you know what? Shockingly, a bartender was like, yeah, girl, come on in. And so we went to this bar and got the two blowjob shots. And I was very happy about that. And then um, I was like, let's go shake her ass. I was like, let's follow the music. I was just, listen, here's the thing about me you didn't take me to bachelorette party, I'm going to vibe check the whole day. I'm going to make sure that everybody's vibing. That's the goal of me. I'm just there to be a good time. I have no idea if anybody appreciated this or if I was really fucking annoying because at that point I was just like, we're going to shake our asses and that's what we're going to do. So um, no one's given me feedback either way. Uh, Maybe you let me know if you were at the bachelorette party, but I was like, One girl was like, I thought we were going to shake our asses. And I was like, "Okay, let's make that happen. So we go back to the jello shot bar. You know, I was on my better behavior and I didn't buy any jello shots, but the other friends did. So I was like, see, this wasn't me this time. If she doesn't make it, it's not my fault. I didn't pay for that jello shot. I did, however, force the BJ shot. So that would have been also my fault. Maybe I'm just a bad influence. But, you know, the only real the only time I realized that Smashly was in was starting to arrive was for two reasons. One, this is when I started to get reckless with my money and I'm like, everybody gets shots. And I was like, no, tame yourself. You're poor. And then the second thing is I just start to tell everybody the dumb things that happened to me. So like I was really honored by the fact that, you know, so hot in here came on. And I was like, I'm going to take my clothes off. And this guy walked by me. He's like, I wish he would. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, my God, are you hitting on me? Like, I don't know why I find it so shocking. But every time I do, I'm like, oh, my God, what? Hi. Um So the, he did. And then when we FaceTimed with the cousins later, all the, you know, like the the family, I got on the phone to let them know. Some man wanted to see me naked today. And that's when I was like, you know what, you, it's time to cut you off. And at this point, I had just bought myself a daiquiri, which I will say was the most disappointing thing. I'm one of those bitches who fucking loves the yardsticks in Vegas. Like, I'm a basic ass bitch. I love that shit. I can, you cannot get me to get enough of that. I, I'm obsessed. And so I just, I thought it was going to taste like that. And it didn't. And it was confirmed by other people that it didn't taste good. Um, And I was really sad about that. But then I took one step and I was like, mm-mm. You're already drunk. um, And so we were going back to get changed and get ready for our Bravo night We were we were dressing as Bravo liberties. And so and we we're going on a haunted tour first. And Jenna was like, I'm going to pick up some pizzas. You guys, these pizzas were the literal size of imagine like almost four pizza boxes. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this, but they're like four pizza boxes stacked. And then the smallest girls, I mean, Jenna and one of the girls, Olivia, they have like combined, they might make a six foot person. I'm just kidding. That's dramatic. They're not that short, but they are short, shorter and skinny and tiny and so fucking cute. And like these boxes were probably three sizes of them. And they both had to carry these down Bourbon Street. And I felt so bad about that. I had in my head that I offered to help. But I don't think that's true. But I didn't know that they were struggling. I was too busy being on the phone talking about how someone wanted to see me naked. Accomplishment of the weekend, apparently. So anywho, um, I did not have to rally Gabby. She was ready for the second day. Her outfit was so impeccable. She was bridal Teresa. And I feel like even if you don't know um, Bravo, you know, Teresa is the one who flipped the table. She's like, she's that one. She's also the one who iconically said recently, I got married on the show. I got divorced on the show. I had a baby on the show, whatever. All the things. Like, she's just the queen. She's the greatest. And when she got married recently, she had the biggest hair, and Gabby absolutely slayed it. I, of course, got to come as Andy Cohen because everybody needs an Andy. So I brought my little microphone. I had little Watch What Happens Live cards. The problem is, is listen, I don't want to be annoying and talk about myself on the podcast where I talk about myself. But here's the situation. For whatever reason, um, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that my body just hates me. And so prior to me ending up in the hospital for all my other foot stuff, I'd also torn my meniscus. And we never really like dealt with that problem. And so every once in a while, it starts to hurt again, which just so happened to be Thursday morning. And I was being a little bit of a, a bitch about this. I was crying a little bit in bed in the morning, like silently trying to be cool sobs because the otter was there and he hasn't seen me cry yet. And I feel like once we up and open those floodgates, it's over for him. Like one cry and you're going to be hearing the cries for the rest of your life. So I'm sorry. Uh, and, anyways, my tummy was hurting, my knee was hurting, my feet were hurting, and I was trying to be really brave about it and get on my plane, which I did. Because the other thing was that my foot um, got a bug bite on the side of it. And apparently me wearing shoes irritated it. So then my foot was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger throughout this weekend. And, you know, we were in New Orleans, so we were walking. So by the time I went to put on my Andy outfit, the only shoe that my foot and I say fit in very loosely because we kind of had to shove that sucker in was my my running shoes my all running shoes and I needed the support so I'm so sorry Andy I have never seen you wear track shoes with your suits but that was that was me and um we went on this uh this haunted, uh, haunted ghost tour thing and you know I was really excited about it. I'm a true crime bitch so I was like fuck yeah and our tour guide was uh, probably drunk. Jenna said she was drunk, and then I couldn't unsee it after that. I was like, no, this bitch is drunk. And the problem with me was for the first story she was talking about, she's like, so here's a building, and sometimes you'll see a guy in the window, right? And then she goes on to tell the story about how this guy supposedly like committed suicide. You know, he like murdered his wife first, you know, all the goods. And then I was like, is he the guy in the window? Like, I felt like it didn't complete the circle because then she'd be like, and then now he just sits outside the window every once in a while regretting his whole fucking life or some shit. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm just supposed to assume that's the guy in the window. You just like, you know what I mean? I just wanted a little bit more. That was my, but I was like, whatever. And then it was very interesting because she would like tell a story, and then she'd pivot. And she asked us three times if we'd ever see Princess and the Frog. And I was like, I mean, yes. Yes. She's like, there's some of you who haven't. And I was like, we signed up for the true crime tour. I want we're re- listening about murder. No one dies. Well, that's not true. Her dad dies. So it's tragic. Spoiler. And um, Princess and the Frog. I was like, Princess and the Frog is my comfort movie. It's one of those movies I watch at nighttime when I'm like, I need to sleep, and I want to feel comforted. And I love Princess and the Frog. It's that entangled. Those are my two favorite Disney movies um at the moment, and. Yes, so please leave this out of your spooky tale. It also didn't connect. It was very confusing. Well, it did. I got she was like a character was based off it. Of, whatever. Either way, we ditched the ghost tour. Um, and then we ended up like going back out and we went to my favorite bar, the Cat's Meow. Listen, I'm when I like something, I'm so annoying about it. obviously, I just I derailed the podcast to talk about the alehouse. One time my cousin Steven told me, he was like, the thing about you is that like when you like something, you like are obsessed with it and then you become mega obsessed. Like I loved Barney. Everything was Barney. I love Scooby-Doo. Everything was Scooby-Doo. I love frogs. Everything was frogs. It was all green. Like I was a cross player. I made that my whole fucking personality. I'm obsessed with this podcast. I make that my whole fucking personality. And, you know, whatever. So when I like something, I like something. And when I went to New Orleans in 2019, we went to the bar, The Cat's Meow. And uh, first of all, the name alone. But I, with along with my girl Shelby, did an, a very impressive performance of Sir Mixlock's classic baby got back. And ever since then, I've been dying to go back to the cat's meow and do another performance because obviously. So after I rallied, because I was like, I don't know if I make it out my foot is not fitting in the shoe. But I was like, I got to last night. Let's do it. So by rally, by the way, I mean, I made it till 1045 p.m. And that is a big deal to me. And I will not take your hate fire. So be quiet. So anyways, we go to the cat's meow. I'm like, do I karaoke? Do I not? And you know, it's just like, what am I going to do? I have this special karaoke skill and I'm just not supposed to debut it for my for my girl's bachelorette party. I'm just like not supposed to perform for her. In what world? Dresses on Andy Cohen's wearing my fucking sneakers. This is what I was wearing, by the way. In case you haven't seen the pictures, I will post more on my Instagram at Ashley Sleag. Ashley with two Es, of course. Uh, I am wearing a white shirt that doesn't fit me. Button up with a green bra, by the way, a, a, a fashion statement, if you would. Black shorts, a purple blazer. My hair was up in a ponytail, high pony, with a basically a cheerleader silver bow, because that was like my gray hair for Andy. And then I was wearing my running shoes. And it was a vibe. It was a vibe. And so I'm standing in the line with Jenna to put my name down. And these two girls in front of me, they're up there for so long trying to decide. Like, literally, like we were standing there for a long time. Jenna can attest. And then she goes, What song are you gonna do? And I said, oh, Well, I sorry, one of the other girls I think came up to me. Somebody asked me what song I was gonna do. And I said, Whitney Houston wanna dance with somebody, duh. And then suddenly I see this girl's head per- perk up. And then she whispers to the, you know, she goes to the the little karaoke DJ person. And then all of a sudden I just hear, you know, the intro, did it do? And I'm like, No fuck. And then I'm starting to jam. And then suddenly I realized this bitch stole my karaoke song. This little skank ho went up there after I said I was going to do Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody. And I recognize that like you're thinking, Ashley, could you perform that song? Well, yes, I could. Yes, I can. Not talent wise. Not singing wise, but stage present wise. And the worst fucking part of this whole thing was that that girl could fucking sing. And she gets up there with her beautiful red hair and her skanky ass skirt looking fucking amazing. And she does Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody. And at one point she like missed a little bit of the verse. And I was like, I would never because I have been singing Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody my karaoke classic for fucking years. And this stupid bitch just comes up and steals my fucking song. And I was like, well, I'm done now. I'm done. And I just took the loss and I retreated away. I thought about maybe doing Party in the USA. But the thing is that like I just I can't hit any of those notes. And I know you're like you thought you can hit the Whitney notes. And I'm like I know. What I forgot that Share Believe is one of my other songs. I performed it at the um, 8th Grade Talent Show. And I guess I could have busted that out again. But you know what? I was too distraught. I couldn't believe that this bitch stole my song. So then we jammed for a couple more songs. And then I went to bed because I had a very early morning flight. And you know what? I rallied my ass, got home, back to the hotel, and still managed to get up and get to the airport. And I made it home. And I slept and slept and slept. And it felt freaking fantastic. I'm still recovering. I'm so sorry. I know there's people who have been trying to get a hold of me all weekend. But listen, when I'm at a bachelorette, I'm at a bachelorette. I'm out a bachelorette. I am out a bachelorette i am out a bachelorette i do not know what to say. I don't know what to say. But it was... It was freaking fantastic. I had a great weekend. And I know that was all about my experience. And I just want to say again that Gabby, stunning, gorgeous, amazing bride. I had the best time. It was such a fun group of girls. You know, it was like half kind of like her family and, um, you know, like friend her friend best friend from high school and then me and then it was friends from her college and they were all so fucking fabulous it was so fun to meet them I had just the greatest time and um you know literally no notes just the best time Jenna you did an incredible job um and I just was so honored to be there like I just can't I can't get enough of it I mean I know people are like you've been in a lot and I have been but like I will never get tired of the like unbelievable honor it feels like to be asked to be in someone's wedding or just invited to the bachelorette party like you you don't get to bring everybody so like making the the list was elite and I am just so unbelievably honored um to have been a part of it and um thank you so much for including me and I really hope that I helped make the trip just the best time ever. Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it. And I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast, but the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram, at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try distinctly see if I can see who's submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay. Bye. We know sometimes the Bachelorette party episodes hit a little bit different. So there might, I'm looking at the time, there might not be an I'm sorry what moment or an Ask Ashley, although I had a good one and I will definitely um, address it next week. But um, I got to talk about the scandal. I just had the scandal of all of it all. And listen, I know some of you are like, I don't listen to vander I don't watch Vanderpump Pump Rules. I haven't watched this season or last season, but I promise you I'm going to make this compelling. I promise. It's going to be good. Listen to this. Just just listen to this shit. It's so fucking good. Okay, Vanderpump Rules has been on for like, what, 10 seasons now? A dream. And and uh, listen, I could go back into all the back history, but that's just going to take so long. So I'm just going to give you like the the nitty gritty of what's happening now. So there's two Toms, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. Tom Sandoval fucking sucks. Tom Sandoval has always sucked. I will die on that hill. I have never liked him. Okay, and this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Okay, so I will go back in history and just say this one thing: Tom Sandoval used to date Crazy Kristen. Okay, we love Kristen. She's fucking nuts. That's pretty much all you need to know about her. So those two were dating. Okay, and then Tom Sandoval, you know, hooks up with Ariana historically at the Golden Nugget, which Dossie was like. The golden nugget, and he's like, I fucking love the golden nugget. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Tom Sandoval. Anyway, Stassi's another amazing character. She's no longer on the show. She got canceled. Kind of rightfully so, but you know, whatever. So, anyways, I'm not gonna get into the Stassi. This is not her scandal. This is the Scandal. So, Tom <laughs> Tom Sandoval was dating Kristen, and then, you know, he allegedly and and told the truth, so not alleged, like hooked up with Ariana years and years and years ago. So then He kind of like him and Kristen break up. He starts dating Ariana. So now Kristen hears a rumor that there was this other girl. Oh, my God. Fuck. I'm so mad. I forgot her name. But anyways, there was another girl that Kristen thought that had heard a rumor that Tom hooked up with. And this girl didn't even live in L.A. Kristen, crazy Kristen, flew this bitch, flew this girl out to go to their restaurant. They all the premise of Vanderpump Rules, in case you don't know, is that they all work at a restaurant together so you know the drama is chefs 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 kids, kiss kids, hot 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 so anyways um they bring crazy kristen brings this girl to work to confront tom and she's like we had sex and he's like i don't eat no no we didn't okay but now I believe her. I mean, honestly, I believe Kristen at the time, mostly because I'm afraid of her, and I feel like she would know if you disagree with her and she put a hex on you, but that's just my opinion. So anyways, years and years and years have passed, and Ariana and Tom are still together this whole time. So far, you know, Kristen kind of like gets over it, and she starts dating James Kennedy. James Kennedy was Tom's roommate. He was 20 years old at the time. And so she was like, fuck you. I'm gonna date your roommate, which like respect. We got to respect the hustle. They have this like super horrible relationship. One time, Kristen slapped James across the face. And James is just trash and whatever. And so they break up. And then James starts dating this little girl from Sonoma State University. Shout out. Once a sea wolf, always a seawolf. wolf. Although I don't know if we want to claim her right now. This little bitch called Raquel. Raquel was as um, Lala perfectly described her as a Bambi-eyed bitch. She's she comes off as like, I don't have a lot going on up here and I'm and I'm a little innocent girl and I am, you know, I'm a pageant queen or whatever. Let me tell you something about this fucking bitch, okay? I wanted to like Raquel. I was like, you know, Sonoma State sisters, whatever. Right. And she was at the school, I believe, maybe by my senior year. So I was like, do I know anybody that I could interview on the podcast who knows this bitch? If you do, please text me. So anyways, um, so Raquel comes on the show and I was like, there's something about this bitch that I feel like she's smarter than they let on. Because here's my thing. I think pageant girls don't get enough fucking credit. Pageant girls, people are like, oh, pageant girls. So dumb. No, hell fucking no. These bitches are so fucking smart. OK, I they have to be in competition at all times. Everybody's like, oh, you're not competitive. You're not an athlete. These girls are walking up on stage, strutting their shit. OK, D- putting on these heavy ass, gorgeous dresses, wearing these shoes, looking like it's nothing. Just being straight talented. They have to have a talent. And they have to beat other girls based on the fact that they're better than them. So you're going to tell me that Raquel is just there's nothing going on up there. She's got no manipulation tactics at all. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to sit here and say pageant girls are manipulative. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I don't think they're dumb. I think they're very smart. And I think that, yes, they get a bad rep because of all these stereotypes. But these girls get scholarships. These girls have talent. And I don't know. I don't know why I'm going on this tangent about pageant queens. Justice for pageant queens, apparently. And th- I just I just felt like this girl was smarter than than we gave her credit for. The whole time I was like, she's got to just be dating James to get on the show. Because then she was like a model. She worked with Ula Lux, which you know what's up if you're from the Sonoma County area. And um, then, you know, she starts kind of talking more. Then she's starting to fight back with Lala in the seasons. And you're like, OK, OK, right on. Now she becomes a full time cast member and then James proposes and then they break up. And I was like, sus, did I think that James was good to her? No. Did I think that they should stay together? No. But do I think that she dated him long enough to get a membership like a cast signing on the show and then was like, finally, I'm out of the shit? Yes, I do. And I know that's not fair, but whatever. This is my podcast. and This is how I feel. So then she gets close with Sheena Shea. Sheena Shea is a fucking mess. We love to hate her. She is always stirring the fucking pot. She's got no fucking loyalty to anybody. And you got to kind of love that about her. And then she's always shocked when people are mad at her. I'm like, bitch, you're fucking nuts. So background again. So there's two Toms. The other one is Tom Schwartz. He's a fucking idiot. When we're talking about someone who's dumb as fuck, That's who I'm talking about. Tom fucking Schwartz. He managed to lock in Katie all these years, treated her like a fucking garbage piece of shit, even though she was an absolute queen and an icon. And now they have a divorce and she's thriving. okay? but they have this little I haven't watched the season, but I know there was like this unspoken agreement or sorry, spoken, spoken agreement, not like written in blood or whatever. It was like, hey, let's we can date. Let's not date in the friend group. But what happens Raquel and Tom, like apparently make out Tom Schwartz. So this is all the rumors. This is all the big season drama is that Tom Schwartz is hooking up with Raquel, right? Like they're like they center the season around this, kind of. We're all like, hmm, okay, I think I think this is gonna get back to OG. Like the group chats are lit. The group chats, like, oh, fuck yeah, Vanderpump Rules is gonna be good again. Okay, Raquel's like turning shit up, like, whatever. This is gonna be good. Blah, blah, blah. Katie's pissed, rightfully so. And then suddenly on March 3rd, as I'm at a bar shaking my ass with my girl about to buy a jello shot, we find out that Raquel is not hooking up with Tom Schwartz, but Tom Sandoval who's been dating Ariana for 10 fucking years. They live together. She allows him to be a part of her business ventures, which are stupid. She wanted to make a cocktail book sometime. Somehow they made a cocktail book. He makes everything about him. He's got an ugly mustache and he thinks he's a good singer and he thinks he's talented and he's trash. And we find out that these two are dating and then this are like hooking up. They're having a seven month affair. And then the weird details start coming out, like the fact that they both wear lightning bolt necklaces to show that they're in love with each other, okay. And then we kind of find out that, you know, the whole Tom Schwartz thing started with this rumor that they made out at Coachella. But Tom Schwartz wasn't at Coachella. But you know who was? Tom motherfucking Sandoval. So now the rumor is that those two hooked up there. And then now there's all these things that say that, you know, Raquel would stay the night and Tom would like sneak in her room and hook up. And the way that Ariana found out about this, okay. Is that apparently this is this is one of the rumors, the most backed up rumor that I've read about it. But there are a lot of theories. So Ariana was supporting her boyfriend at his horrible ass concert, which I literally don't know how she puts up with him, but whatever. And she was recording him on his phone. And then she got a text from he he got a text from Raquel and she opens it. And apparently it's a video of her playing with herself or some sexual thing and then she scrolls to the phone and she finds out that they've been having a fair all this time it's on the phone she finds it she confronts tom holy shit bravo producers are like fuck yeah and they like are apparently filming the whole thing so then we start getting like so tmz breaks the news james kenny shares his story lala posts and is like Yep, I've been given the green light. Like, fuck Tom Sandoval. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, Ariana told Lala she could talk shit. So here we go. And then Kristen Doty, crazy Kristen, answers the chat. And we're like, oh, fuck yeah. So Kristen comes on and she's like, I don't even know why I'm weighing on this. It's like, shut the fuck up. You live for this. Like, this is the vindiction you have been waiting for your whole life. And she's like, but, you know, I'm Team Ariana. Now, hashtag Team Ariana is trending. And by the way, baby, there's no other team to fucking be on. But we are all Team Ariana. Ariana Um, deactivates her Instagram and then everybody's posting Sheena Shay's mom's weighing in saying Team Ariana the posts are going wild and then the second rumor comes out and this is the best one so the weirdest part of this whole thing is that Sheena fucking Shay and Raquel are on the kind of like a press tour when this breaks so they were at Watch What Happens Live with Andy and then before that or after they were on a podcast and on the podcast like Raquel talks about how Ariana is one of her truest friends about how no one really wanted to take her in except for Ariana. And I'm like, you fucking betrayed this bitch. You absolute incredible psychopath. And so anyways, you know, um, they apparently Sheena finds out. I've heard two versions of this. I've heard that Ariana called Raquel to confront her about this. And Sheena heard about it over the phone. I've also heard that Ariana called Sheena and told her directly. I'm not sure what's true, but the rumor is that Sheena Shea decked Raquel in the face after all of this, like literally punched her, like actually punched her in the face. And I'm like, who, what, when, where, how? Like, is this real? Is this true? I don't know. But then we see the girls, we see the fucking Avengers assemble. It's Katie. It's Sheena. It's crazy. Kristen. They're all at Katie's drinking wine. Vanderpump rules. Um, queen and star Lisa Vanderpump is going to be on Andy Cohen's watch what happens live on Wednesday. So, you know, that shit's going to be lit and, you know, this is going to get talked about. And apparently it's all being filmed and we're going to see it all go down. We're already at 51 minutes of the podcast, but there's so much to say about this. Apparently, like Raquel's team, like it was leaked that Raquel's team's going to try to like come for Tom Sandoval and say like no, no, no. He shouldn't have that video. He leaked it without permission or like some shit put it on him. But then um other people are saying like her sister is like entering the chat. It's like be quiet, and she's trying to say like no, they're in love. They're going to be together. It's like no no way like even kristen knew better than to be with jacks okay because that's the thing years and years and years ago stassi and jacks were dating and i think they were broken up at the time or like on and off again whatever and kristen hooks hooks up with Jax. she swears i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it and stassi's like no i think you did it and then finally she admits it and stassi fucking backhands her and it's like ugh, incredible listen i don't condone violence but every once in a while a little bitch slap is 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 needed So, um, yeah, all the shit's going down. James is like unhinged, which we love. Everybody's weighing in. Um, Tom Sandoval pretty much quote unquote apologized, was just saying like, please don't attack the restaurant that I work for because they opened up a shop called Schwartz, Schwartz and Sandy's, which is not a sandwich place. It makes no sense. But anyways, like people are trying to boycott the business, obviously. And he's like, please protect the business. Like there's other people. says nothing about Ariana, like the trash human that he is and this is just going to keep unraveling so I'm sure I'll have like more updates but like holy fucking shit was this just like the top tier of drama the top tier and listen this is going to be a longer podcast because I have to tell you this story you guys I ha- I have to I have to the minute this story happened to me I was like this is going to be the best podcast material I have ever heard in my life. So, anyways, just to wrap up Vanderpump Rules, Tom Sandoval is a fucking tool. Tom Schwartz, the rumor is that Tom Schwartz was covering from Sandoval. He is a he's a pusher, and I'm so glad push over. And I'm so glad Katie left his ass. And I can't wait for Ariana to leave Tom Sandoval's ass. We're about to see the rise of the single bitches of Vanderpump Rules. It's gonna be fucking incredible. It's gonna be a lead. These bitches are gonna get each other through, and I can't fucking wait so anyways let me tell you this last story to leave you on the podcast and it's gonna be fucking good everybody so it's um it's it's Wednesday okay and I went out to have lunch with my dad and I thought I was having a safe meal of one of my favorite five-year-old meals which was mini corn dogs and tater tots well this restaurant decided they wanted to be fancy with their corn dogs so they were like you know they had things on them. I don't know. But anyways, these corn dogs betrayed me, and I will never forgive them for what happened to me. So basically, in between in between the time that I was off work and had therapy, I went to the bathroom, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I took a very big shit, like a very big shit. And then I went I had to I was literally in there for so long, and then I was like, oh my God, I have to go to therapy. So I cut that shit off, I flush. It doesn't look like it's going down, but I have to go see Andrew. I don't have time for this. So I go to therapy. So at the time, all I knew was that the otter was supposed to arrive some point when I was done with therapy. I was just like, maybe come early because, you know, we have to, um, you know, we have to get up early the next day. But we never really set a time. So I'm just thinking when I'm done with therapy, this boy could be at my door. And so I get done, I call him. Um, He had called me during therapy, you know, so I tried to call him back. He didn't answer. I call my mom. I'm like, Mom, what am I going to do? This this boy is on his way over and I clog the fucking toilet. And she's like, Do you have a wire hanger? And I'm just looking so sad at my nice pink velvet gold hanger. So I'm like, am I gonna have to shove this into my toilet? And then he calls me. I'm like, okay, hold on. So I switch over. He's like, I'm so sorry. There's like an accident, there's all this traffic. I'm not gonna be there for an hour. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. So I stay on the phone with him and I run to Target to get a plunger. So I'm in Target, I'm getting a plunger, and then I'm like, you know what? I did really want a different makeup bag. So I like look around because I'm like, I have time. I have time. I go around, I get a makeup bag, okay? I'm still on the phone with him. I'm talking to him. I'm like so stressed out right now, but I'm keeping it cool on the phone. And then while I'm on the phone with him, I pop up in my trunk. I put my plunger in there and I drop my keys in and I shut the trunk and I just hear beep beep. I'm like, "Oh my fucking god. I locked my keys in the trunk." And I'm like, "I'm so sorry. I have to go. I got to call AAA. I just locked my fucking keys in my trunk." So then I call I like call my dad. I'm like, "I need the AAA number whatever he calls. He sends it over. And I, you know, called AAA, whatever, and they're like, it's going to be 89 minutes. And I was like, why does God hate me? And so then, you know, I'm like panicked, whatever. I'm just trying to breathe. I'm trying to like calm down and call him back without crying. Because like I said, once we opened that gate, so I finally call him like, I'm so sorry. I don't know if by the time like you get here, like I might still be at Target, but I'm hoping not. And he's like, OK, like you're totally fine. I'm like, OK, great. He's because I haven't told him. I haven't told him about the little fucking nasty monster that's living in my toilet. So then I'm like, I, AAA calls me, they're like, it's gonna be 15 minutes. I'm like, sweet fucking God, thank you. So then, um, you know, I, <laughs> the, the guy comes and he's like, okay, and I said, the keys are locked to the trunk. He's like, okay, well, I can't get into the trunk. I can only get into the front, into the front seat, but it's okay because, you know, usually the trunk thing is in there. So he gets into my front seat, pops open the window. And then I try to open the trunk, and apparently it, it won't it won't pop open. And he's like, okay, well we'll pull the seats down in the back seat, and then you know, like then you can crawl back there. Yeah, the problem with that is is that the lever for to, so to put my back seats down, you have to pull the lever that's in the fucking trunk. So now we can't like you are I managed to crawl around and open the back seat door. But now we cannot get into the trunk still. So this AAA guy has to unscrew my seat so I can crawl into the back seat, find my keys, hidden under the plunger. I did get a cute one. Looks very modern. But anyways, crawl under the plunger, get my keys. I'm like in the car. I'm like, hey, please, please tell me he's not here yet. I call him. He's like, hey, I'm, I just pulled up to your house, like apart- apartment. Let's like be calm, Ashley. You don't want to him. Um. <clears> him. <throat> so... Maybe if I owned a, pl- a home, I would have owned a fucking plunger. Uh, by the way, how do I have Crohn's disease and I don't own a fucking plunger? Anyways, I digress. So I'm on the phone with him and he's like, I'm already there. I'm like, OK, I just then if you're already there, I just I have to come clean. I have to tell you the truth. And he's like, what? I'm like, OK, so um, I had lunch with my dad and I got really sick. Whatever I ate didn't eat right with me. And... um I clogged my toilet and I didn't have a plunger. And so I ran to Target and, you know, I had to get one and I locked my keys in my car and I was hoping I could unplug my toilet before you got there. But now I can't. And and you're just going to get there. and I'm going to have to like plunge my toilet. And he's like, OK. And I'm like, no, not OK. He's like, no, it's OK. He's like, listen, like you're fine. Like I've unclogged many toilets. I'm like, well, you're not unclogging. I am. He's like, I know. But like everybody poops like you're fine. I'm like, how are you being so cool about this i'm like you can literally turn around like i'll uber to the airport like please he's like oh my god no you're fine so he gets there and i'm like plunging the toilet you know and i'm like fucking horrified i'm like plunging plunging away and then you know um it's not working so i'm like plunging and flushing and it's not working so then i just like come out he gives me a really big hug and he's like you're okay like just calm down He's like, you don't need to freak out about this. And I'm like, oh no, I'm freaking. He's like, I know, but I need you to stop. I'm like, I'm just so sorry. He's like, please stop apologizing. This is not a big of a deal as it's going on your head. So then every like cup, like every like hour, like 30 minutes, I go and I plunge. I'm like plunging away and then it's still not working. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's just, it's getting better, but it's not working. And finally he's like, Ashley, I, I have to pee. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, you can't pee in there. And I'm like, just close your eyes. Like, I'll clean up your pee. I don't care. He's like, no, I'm going to pee in there. I'm going to plunge your toilet for you. And I'm like, no. He's like, I have plunged many toilets. I'm going to plunge it for you. I'm like, I will fucking jump out of a window. Like, do not do that. So there I am sitting in bed. And, you know, I just hear him plunging away at my toilet. And then he comes out and he's like, I did it. I, I like you're you can you can pee in there. Like, you can probably poop in there. Like, it's fine. And I'm like you just unclogged my toilet. And then I was like, you're never going to talk. Like, I know I just know this is over. I'm like, this was such a good run. Like, you know, what a journey. I'm so glad I met this guy. But there, it's over. And then he crawls into bed with me and he's like, are you still freaking out? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, you're fine. He talks me off a ledge. He We like just talk and talk. And he's like telling me stories and just like, rubbing my head and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then, like, you know, we still hook up and and he's still around. He, this man unclogged my toilet. It was the biggest poop. He had to see my poop, you guys. He saw my turds. He saw my turds in the toilet. He plunged my toilet for me and he's still around. He's coming over tomorrow. I did not lose this man to my toilet plunging. So in case you're wondering how things are going with the otter very well, and then it's like he could read me. He was like, listen, I'm worried that that, you know, every time you do something that you think I might not like, you just keep thinking I'm going to like leave or not like you anymore. And he's like, that's not what's going to happen. I was like, that is my exact fear. I was like, this is exactly what I was working on with Andrew. Do you want to come to a sesh? Like, I mean, not really. He's not invited, but I'm just saying, like, he literally called it out. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm afraid that if you don't think I'm great, you're you're going to leave. Yes, I've been working on it in therapy, but I'm a work in progress, not perfection. And he was like, yeah, but I just want you to know that that's not, like, I just want to validate you and let you know that's not real. I'm like, you unclog my toilet and you're giving me free fucking validation and therapy? what? Andrew keeps telling me that like, you know, I need to remind myself that I I attracted this man and and that it was, it was me. And I was like, I, he unclogged my toilet. Why do things like this happen to me? I literally texted my coworker because I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to get back to your email because I clogged my fucking toilet before the otter was on his way. And now I have to deal with that. I locked my keys in the car. And he's like, I'm not surprised by any of this. And I'm like, me either. But like, Anyways, I know this was an extra long episode. Well, not really. It's only an hour now. Um, uh, it's longer than I have been doing, but I. and now it's my bedtime. But I just, I couldn't let you go without those three stories. The Bachelorette, fucking immaculate. Vanderpump Rules drama, incredible. The Otter, unclogging my massive shit. Untouchable story right there. Unfucking touchable. So anyways, I don't know what to tell you, but... I think I met my match on this one. So um, hopefully uh, he sticks around. And, um, you know, this is just one of those stories that is just incredibly incredible. I don't know. I couldn't wait to share it with you all. This is why shit happens to me because I have a podcast to tell you all and I hope that you enjoyed it. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Thank you again, Gabby, for inviting me to your bachelorette party and then letting me talk about on the podcast. I didn't ask your permission, but as a fan of the show, I figured that it was fair game. Jenna, great job. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I can't wait to keep you up to date on all things vanderpump and otter drama and uh yeah anyways you're the best i love you and okay bye